Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to Driving Change with me, Steve Goldstein. Today I want to talk to you about how the best leaders delegate. This is not about issuing directives and orders. That, in my opinion, is not delegation. That is telling people what to do, and in many cases, how to do it. Today, many leaders, whether knowingly or not, give their people the functional equivalent of a coloring book and crayons, and they urge and reward them for staying within the lines. Then an interesting thing happens. They start to wonder, Where is the creativity? Where is the innovation? And where is the discovery? Well, the simple answer is you don't get that with coloring books and crayons. If you're listening to the show for the first time, thank you for spending time with us. If you're coming back, welcome, and I really appreciate your continued interest. Make sure to visit my website, stephendgoldstein.com, to learn more about how you can drive change. I'd like you to think about England in the middle of the 20th century. They would send an admiral on a mission, secure India for the crown, get Australia, get Hong Kong. They would send, the king would send an admiral off with a convoy of ships, men, weapons, food, and everything necessary to secure this mission. There were no communications at the time, and these admirals were gone on these voyages for sometimes up to 18 months or two years and they had to figure everything out themselves. And they had to rely on their leaders and soldiers to get the job done. If they came back successful, they were rewarded by the king with amazing titles, riches, land, and everything that came with these monumental victories. There was no capacity for the king to micromanage at all. In fact, he often didn't know what the status of the situation was perhaps for a year when a messenger would come back and give him an update. With all the knowledge, technology, structure, and modern business practices, delegation is no less important. And it has to be viewed in the current environment where all of this technology is so readily available. That in many ways has allowed leaders to not delegate, but to be more directive, much to their peril. So let's take a look at a current example. Most of you know about the company Gillette, which King Gillette founded the double-edged safety razor over 100 years ago and built an incredibly successful company. They had several other inventions over the course of the years and was purchased, was acquired by Procter & Gamble in 2005 for $64 billion. Procter & Gamble Of course, another very successful company is very proud of the fact that all of their leaders are homegrown and very much indoctrinated with the P&G way, which is a very rigid, meticulous, quantitative process for figuring out everything. 
it enabled the company to be very successful, but it also had some negatives, which most importantly was that it was very slow moving. After Procter & Gamble bought Gillette, they decided that they needed to change out essentially all of Gillette's key management team and replace them with P&G executives. And the company continued to do well. Procter & Gamble is doing okay. They're not doing great. They've had a lot of turbulence in their management ranks very recently, and their stock price has not grown. But a very interesting thing happened. A few years ago, two guy, two young guys who were very unhappy with their shaving experience decided there had to be a better way. They didn't understand why it would cost $50 to get a cartridge of five Gillette blades from a CVS store, number one. And number two, because these cartridges were now considered reasonably valuable, they were locked in a showcase in a CVS store where they required the manager to come with the key, open the door, and hand it to them, which made them wait an extra you know, 10 or 15 minutes. So they figured out a whole new way to do this. They created a new razor blade, a razor, and they created something called the Dollar Shave Club. With two homemade YouTube videos, they built a phenomenally successful business, mostly to younger people, but not exclusively. And in the course of three years, they raised over $200 million in venture capital. Last year, Unilever, the giant European consumer packaged goods company, bought Dollar Shave Club for a billion dollars in cash. Say to yourself, well, that's very interesting. My question is, where was Gillette? Where were the leaders of Gillette to understand the same problems that these two founders of Dollar Shave Club experienced? After all, they're the ones who created the blades in the first place. Now the question for Gillette is, so that's problem number one. The second problem for Gillette is what do they do now? There are other shave clubs that came up. Harry Shave Club, which is very similar to Dollar Shave Club. And the last time I checked, there were like four or five other clones of Dollar Shave Club. Gillette had several options. If they had known what their customers were thinking, if they knew what the people in the stores were thinking, they probably could have created a Dollar Shave Club themselves. When they saw that Dollar Shave Club was getting traction, they could have acquired Dollar Shave Club at a price way below $1 billion. They didn't do that either. After Dollar Shave Club was acquired by Unilever, they had another decision to make. Should they buy Harry Shave Club? Well, they didn't do that either. And what did they actually do? They created a Gillette Shave Club, which unfortunately is nowhere as close to solving the fundamental issue that the Dollar Shave Club originally sought to, to fix. I think the problem here is that in Gillette's case, they weren't letting their leaders, the top leaders were not delegating enough control to their business leaders to really run the business. This was a heavy tops-down command and control organization and still is that basically observed all these changes happening without a positive reaction. So what I want to do now is give you three tips to help you be a better delegator. One, make sure you have the right people. So many times leaders make allowances for people who are not playing up to their level. Without this, the whole team plays below its level if you have one or two weak people. 
leaders often accept these deficiencies and explain them and try to overcome them. But of course, that exacerbates the problem. It's not solving anything. So again, make sure you have the right people and be really almost merciless about defining the quality of the people you want in your organization. Second, set clear objectives and targets. Try to avoid tops-down goals where leaders in your organization don't feel invested or take ownership. Have your leaders develop their own goals, which of course you need to review and approve. Importantly, within these goals and understanding these goals, the obvious question to ask is why? Why are these your goals? In the case of Gillette, if they really understood what their customer issues were, they would have needed to ensure that the leaders of the Blades business were actually solving the problems that their customers had. And they weren't. That gave the window for Dollar Shave Club and the others to come in and take a significant market share away from Gillette. Third, and really importantly, operate with principles versus rules. You know, rules are very rigid. You did this correctly or you didn't do it correctly. We have a procedure for this. You must follow the procedure. Well, that works in certain situations, but in large organizations, especially in a very fast-changing environment, I find that principles are much better than rules. Principles think of as guide rails, like guide rails on a highway. They're lanes that your leaders need to stay in, but within the rails, they have freedom to move about and turn and bend based on the needs they see as they encounter situations in the marketplace. Allow your leaders to operate within those guide rails. And as long as they stay within the rails and they're on target to make their goals, leave them alone. That's what delegation is. Leave them alone. And allow them to make a few mistakes. If they don't, you'll really never know what they can do without your oversight. That's why you have them in these roles. And that's why the first point I made which is have the right people is so critical. You can't leave someone alone if you're not really confident that they can get the job done. One final point. This is about capacity. Capacity, execution, and transformation. The better you delegate, the more your organization can achieve and accomplish. Better delegators get more done, and they get it done more quickly because they're utilizing all the resources at their power to create movement inside the company. An added benefit, of course, is that all of your team really engages when you delegate better, and they themselves have a tremendous sense of accomplishment when you get it all done. Future episodes of Driving Change will discuss other useful ways to think about transformation and will always provide you with actionable tips that you can implement in your company. Thanks for listening, and I hope you see how valuable delegation is in driving your company's performance. Make sure to visit my website, stephendgoldstein.com, for more information on my show, as well as tons of other leadership information and tools free on my blog. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.